Hello and welcome to Penny Earful, the officially unofficial podcast for Showtime's Penny Dreadful. This is for episode 309. What are you doing? Why you, are you doing this so monotone? This is a funeral dirge. This is a <laughs> lamentation. Uh, it's, what is it? Bless are you going to start keening? <laughs> if I could. I think <laughs> I think I have too much, uh, too deep of a voice to properly keen. This is Blessed Dark. That Bl- is correct. Blessed Dark. And boy, I... I'm Cecily. I'm Aaron, and I feel bummed out uh, that this is the end of the series because it was worse than I feared. I have a completely different reaction. Really? I love this. Really? Yes, I did. Okay. Well, this will be a fun podcast. And I'm prepared to defend it. And you know what? In doing feedback, it looks like everyone's about 50-50 split as well. Huh. Yeah. Well, then I guess it's good that we got one host that wants Ethan to shoot him in the gut and another who wants to ascend into heaven or make hell. There. I, I mean, here's the thing. So I read these interviews with John Logan and the creative director of Showtime, and I've read a whole bunch of stuff on Reddit, and I've read some fan reaction, and I just don't buy the narrative that this was... That if it was planned for three seasons, that this was the plan. And I don't know who to blame, whether it's uh, John Logan for getting bored with the project and not being able to finish it and wanting to move on to his other project that he's already got the started production on. I don't know if it's Showtime, middle of filming the season, decided to play, uh, uh, um, pull the plug. That's what it feels like, just judging by how what the fuck things got with the last four episodes. And there are some things like going... Here's the thing, like going into the confrontation of Dracula, I was still with it. I was still forgiving really stupid stuff like Frankenstein uh, just happening <laughs> to come out the door at the same time and being yeah. like, oh, you guys are you ready to save? Oh, sure, I'll come along. But this, the last, the last bit of the story and the denouement was ridiculous and rushed and unfinished and didn't hit any emotional beats. The only person that got a proper send off in my opinion is Frankenstein's monster. What did you think, Cecily? I thought it that they did the best they could with what they had. And you, you said it yourself maybe on the podcast yesterday or, or just at home while you're watching it, that it seems like about halfway through the season, they, they were told that they were on the chopping block and they had to quickly wrap it up, whereas they started something completely new and different and set up for as as far as next season early on. And then as the season went on, they started to shift gears. But I, I think they did the best they could. I mean, there were some missteps, of course. That's what happens when you suddenly get your show and series canceled. But... Um, I liked it. I would prefer... I think I, this was a beautiful show from start to finish, and... Well, and, you're not uh, wrong there. And I, I enjoyed it. Um, I I would have preferred if that was the choice they had to make for them to execute the original plan and just leave it unfinished. I I'm no, very I, that's ridiculous. No, you can't say I've that. been ve- I you've, I can you've do. said you said the opposite thing about all kinds of other shows like that were what? just left unfinished. Like what? I can't name one right now. Because like I mean, fi- I mean, I've I've gotten used to phenomena like uh, like that where you know things get ruined or and things Firefly. get left half. Sure. Um, and if anything, I was well, like, I, I on, as, as I said on the podcast, I that we we did the commission for that I didn't like the movie because I felt like I would rather things it's be because Wash died. 
I would rather things be left unfinished than to try to haphazardly throw together a satisfying conclusion. I don't mind being left with ambiguity. My favorite literary novel series of all time, the guy died literally in the middle of making the 21st one. And that's the way the book ends. Like it's, it's, you know, they actually published it from his notes and they, mm-hmm. after a hundred pages, it just ends. And I think that's fine. Um, it's not preferable, but here it's like, you know, there could have been graphic novel spinoffs. There could have been a movie. Like I was talking yesterday. It's like, oh, well, you know, maybe we'll get a movie out of this. I don't want to see a Penny Dreadful movie without Vanessa. Well, I, I, this is where we disagree. I think that the director was given a directive and that is to end the show. And that's what he organically decided to do with it. Yeah. Well, regardless, it feels like, like I don't have that... to spend the next years reading fanfic and trying to wonder what would have happened if I had been given the chance. Yeah, it just doesn't feel like what what would have. And and again, the the regardless of which side you come on the debate, I don't believe the official narrative that this is how things were ended because you do not introduce a character like Catriona. You do oh, not yeah. send Lyle Mr. Lyle to, to Egypt. Egypt, and then not having him stand at Vanessa's grave at the end like that's horseshit I mean I I don't know to me that that there are so many disservices to the characters and the plots did they even know where to find him and also anyone but Vanessa know that he went to Egypt you intended to bring Dr. Jekyll over and his payoff was to find out that his dad's official title was Lord Hyde Mm -hmm. pull another one man this that's I'm I'm embarrassed for everyone that has to get out in front of uh, you know, journalists and writers, and and try to sell that to the public. But do you want to talk about the episode? Then we can we can yeah. Let's around talk our... about the uh, very mournful opening credits, which was just really beautiful. It's a lovely scene, but when with the highlights or the goodbye scene for each character in the opening credits with this haunting melody, I believe was written for this show. I could not. Yeah, I did some search. The for The song was and... credited to, I, I didn't write down the name, Tom something at the end. So uh, it didn't title the song though. It said uh, opening, it said opening song written by Tom something. Hmm. Uh, I, it's a lovely scene and it, it gives you chills, but I don't know what, where the fuck this is happening. Where on the poisoned fog choke streets, of London teeming with vampires mm-hmm. is some woman huddled with her infant by a fire. In my head, Canon, I think this this is happening after everyone's said goodbye. Well, I mean, this woman that's with her baby by the fire, and that's she's fine. singing the goodbye song as sort of a uh, uh, what? No, I mean that's fine for you to put on your imagination hat and think that. But okay, well, you are doing the exact the show, same thing. I'm saying where no, I'm not. I'm saying this this scene is presented and in, in the contemporary with the other scenes it's presented in, and it's not like a goodbye victory. It's a you know setup for the the show. So I fuck me, I guess. I I believe in unless they use some other cinematic device that I believe that everything's being presented to me chronologically. Okay, well wherever she is, it's unaffected by the fog. Clearly, all you need um, to do to so defeat the poison we... fog is burn a trash barrel. So then we go to John Clare's house where his son dies in the night and he hears or rather doesn't hear him breathing anymore and it wakes him up. Um, His wife later says that you have the power to bring him back and I want you to bring him back. And if you don't, then you don't get to come back either. So John takes the kid's body and just drops him right in the River Thames. Seems like it. 
Any 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 issues with that? Or maybe it's the, the I couldn't tell if it's the river or whether he actually took him out to the coast. Because no, it was the river was because it? across the way you could see the, the okay. buildings and the ships and all okay. of that. Uh, or it was an open channel that led to the sea, but still not a great place for a body when so, he clearly had the better idea of burying him to begin with. Yeah, so the problem I have with this is the problem I have with this character as a whole. Mm-hmm. Here's a guy maintaining to the bitter fucking end that his life... Even though he is reunited with his wife and reunited with his child, that he is an unhuman, unholy, undead monster that's incapable of love and incapable of reason and incapable of any beautiful human emotion as he's displaying them. And his mm-hmm. wife even calls him on it. It's like, how can you only think that because you believe it to be so? So you wanted him to ask Frankenstein to make his yeah, son an I undead mean, monster? It is not an, I don't think it's an, an, I I don't know, I'm a father, and if I had the chance to bring my son back, and the price was, hey, he might be a lunatic for a couple of months, or even years, until he gradually regains his humanity, sure, I'd fucking take that bet. That's sick, I would never do that. And for him to, for him to, essentially, not even, again, why? Why not? What is wrong with John Clare? He's a horrible monster person. I am still of that opinion. I'm not a fan. I don't like him. I don't like Lily. I like Proteus, though. Well, you know, again, it seems like as... The thing is, is it's that Lily... It's just I don't think Lily is a monstrous person. I feel like that Lily is finally given the power to do something about the shitty world that she was born and inflicted in. I mean, I think it's just as wrong as, having, as making those children into vampires. You have to be an, an immortal child? It's terrible. Oh, I didn't know. It's terrible. I didn't know the all biological processes. I mean, I figured that he would. I, I mean, that's the that's what Dorian implied about Lily is that she would be immortal and youthful forever. Right, but Dorian. That's the other thing. Dorian is talking about his experience as an immortal and his particular path and his variety of immortal, which doesn't necessarily apply to Lily, who's only been an immortal for a couple of months at best. I don't know. I mean, to me, uh, we're making a lot of assumptions about this Frankenstein technology that I'm not sure are warranted. Okay. But so, I thought I thought the fact that he, again, refuses to consider the fact that he's not that bad of a guy and all things told, you know, would he would he rather go back to the grave and none of this ever happened or would he rather spend this last few moments with his wife and child? I don't know. I guess... How you answer that question depends on what you feel about his story. But I'll grant you that his story is the f- by far best and most satisfying end to any of the characters. I mean, he's true to his own self. Right. And I did feel really some, you know, fairly strong emotion for a character that I'd kind of detested up until this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we go to Dr. Jekyll and Frankenstein's goodbye. Jekyll is pissed that he let. Uh, Lily get away. Apparently he wanted all of the acclaim and the accolades and all of the notoriety that comes with being able to cure people and well, I think the fact that she's not a, an insane person but just someone with terrible ur- urges if they were able to calm and tame her that would have been some, some remarkable feat. So but that's what, what he wanted. I don't understand because she has she's a character with no case history and no study and also... Mm-hmm. 
Um, I mean, I guess Frankenstein to get because the the real story there is you brought someone back from the fucking dead. Holy shit! Right. I don't understand why Jekyll's so pissed because my plan would be like, well, I guess I'll just go back and cure all the patients. Maybe he's just really pissed that he wasted so much time obsessing over this one thing. The only thing maybe I, it's the fact that Frankenstein's leaving and taking all of his equipment. And there so they you go. They can't do that anymore. That is something I wish they'd actually discussed instead of you know because th- that would have been a specific thing like a Frankenstein said not only do I think this is wrong for Lily but I think it's wrong for everyone and I'm going to stop doing this and I'm going to prevent you from using my technology and I'm not going to share you with any of my secrets which I uh, I mean so what seems pretty smart I feel like he could reverse engineer his process but that wasn't in the script so he reveals that his father is now dead and he is now to be called Lord Hyde which he seems quite smug about so here's what I assume is going to happen. He, without Frankenstein's electrified heroin, he is going to start experimenting on himself with his own with his own brand, and so that's how he he'll become the Jekyll Hyde monster. That would have been a hell of a season four plot. I would have liked to have seen that. But I'm okay with assuming that's where that's going. I mean, it's just as good as leaving a season unfinished, wouldn't you agree? Uh, I'm. No, not really. So we move on to Dorian in his house. Apparently he's cleaned up and just gotten rid of all the furniture besides a record player and Justine's body. I guess he knew Lily was going to come back. Or he just wanted her body to be there. How did he clear out all that furniture? By himself. and Or if not by himself, nobody questioned the dead body. <laughs> uh, so... I give you, you give the furniture movers a thousand pound tip, mum's the word. <laughs> Lily compares Justine to another daughter that she's lost, and it makes sense now how she viewed these other women, how she wanted to be maternal naturally. And Dorian says that, you know, over time you'll become more callous and less passionate, and you'll become like a portrait eventually, beautiful and cold. And she she says she doesn't want to live like that. She leaves him, and, and he says, you'll be back. They always come back, and which I'll the, always be here. Which, that doesn't make any sense, that, that literally that sentiment that he says. I mean, I guess you're supposed to see him as a pitiable character because he's saying all these things about how terrible it is to be an immortal, but then he says, but isn't it worth the price of being a beautiful portrait forever? And I'm like... No, did you just not hear what you said? And then, mm-hmm. after he's already proclaimed himself bored with Lily, he says, you'll be back. Why? Why? You, what are you going to do in your mansion that's going to be exciting or fun or anything? Why do you exist? Like, why don't you just blow your fucking head off right now if you're done? they're just not passionate enough to want to do that. Yeah, it's all very Merovingian from the Matrix and Q from the Star Trek <laughs> continuum. It's mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I thought of all this exciting possibilities of bringing these two mortal characters together that it pretty much went out with a, you know, whimper. And I don't understand Dorian's rationale and I don't understand why Lily uh I mean, where did her cold fury go? Like I was you and I both were predicting after seeing the last episode that she was going to come and clean house, but instead she's like, "Yep." I'm sad, and you're sad, and I guess uh, I'm going to leave you now. Well, I think she's just taking the high road and realizing that, that her cold fury is not the way to be. I mean, being a pacifist or being someone who just goes out and and murders people is not... Or they're, two, they're two polar opposites, and I think she's finding a middle ground 
where she's just she's more grounded human who's passionate and realistic and just wants to embrace life. I just think it's funny that and her... he's just gotten you know cold and and uh, he just is is fine. He doesn't care enough besides to just stay there and use people. He'll find think... another Lily tomorrow. I think it's funny that his, that her grand misandrist plot. To start a matriarchy is undone by two or three stupid men, and she decides that she needs to find a third path now. I that doesn't feel like an earned moment. I don't know. I just feel like she's she's found peace and she'll be okay. Dorian will not. Well, plus, I mean, this is just more symptoms of once you commit to the idea that we have to get closure on the show and we have to end it somehow, then mm. it just doesn't matter. None of the None of the whys and wheres and what happens next and why are these people. It doesn't really matter because you have to have a finish. You have 60 minutes to finish this fucking thing and this is what you get. So we go to Dr. Acula getting a report of the wolves from the child vampire who was following them. Um, and Vanessa comes to his side and she's she seems really powerful. Like she's in command I mean, they all retreat from her sight. Yeah. And she puts her hand on his shoulder and says that I can smell the fear on you. And he reaches for her and she pulls away. She just seems really just all powerful. More powerful than Dracula. Yes. Uh, Ethan wakes up in... Well, I also want to make note that Dracula okay. foretells that I have reason to be afraid because this wolf of God is foretold as my singular enemy. Mm-hmm. And then she says, he and I shall write the ending in blood, but I don't really know the threat that the Wolf of God, is he just going to out-woo Dracula? Is that the, the, the way the prophecy f- is fulfilled? I mean, the, one of the two has to defeat each other. But neither happened. Essentially, she, Vanessa gave up her. on life. Yeah, but he essentially defeated her. He killed her, and that ends that. Yeah. Not sure that's what really John Logan and his heart of heart had in mind for Vanessa's character. Right. I think we can agree that this was not the way it was supposed to end when it started. Uh, Ethan wakes up in an alley and confronts Kate and A about him lying about being a wolf and how he was made. He clearly didn't know that Kate and A created him as a wolf and uh, says that I claimed you for God, and you have you alone have the power to save Vanessa. And she, I've all I've I've maintained this whole season that Ethan's status as Wolf of God and the powers and abilities granted to him didn't really make sense, and it really still doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. He's given the power to defeat Dracula, and he might murder thousands of people along the way. I, I don't know. Like this, this Wolf of God stuff is 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 really weird. But then they, there's mm-hmm. a lot of weird stuff in the Bible. Like you know, the Apostle Paul used to be Saul, and he was the guy that were ran around stoning the apostles and disciples of Christ until Jesus decided to call him and and reveal himself to him, and then he became the ultimate good guy. So I don't know. Maybe it's maybe this shit's canon. Malcolm, or sorry, Malcolm and company interrogate Renfield more. They uh, hypnotize him, and Dr. Seward has him walk her to Chinatown and bring her to the slaughterhouse. Uh, this this tells me that she is some kind of witch or seer, too. 
Yeah, no, there's, they, there's they, no she's way literally... that she could see the sign on the ground unless she was sharing his vision. I mean, if you want to use your imagination hat, you can say that off screen we're. Renfield's babbling about what he's seeing and he's telling her within the vision and she's But like, I was paying close attention and he was speaking words to her. That I get were, it. Yeah, no, it it's I'm just saying if you want to go so far as to do that you can, but it doesn't yeah. Yeah, yeah she's got a bit of the supernatural the, the she's been denying. The other thing I thought was unintentionally comedic is that Renfield is getting help for his psychosis here. <laughs> And he's about to have a breakthrough. Like, do you love me, doctor? And she's like, oh, got what I need. Timidism's <laughs> over. You know, it's yeah. like, yeah. what happens to poor Renfield? Renfield? I guess uh, I guess Lord Hyde can eject him with some of that electrified heroin and he'll be okay. But Dracula can come back for him. Sure. He'll get a tasty morsel of... He's got some free time now. <laughs> uh, so they get what they need and they go to leave. And good God, it's Dr. Frankenstein. Uh-huh. He's he's just leaving too. And <laughs> he uh he says, "Do you want to come along?" And he's like, "Well, sure." So yep. they He's always DTF. Uh-huh. Down to Frankenstein. Down to Frankenstein. So they go to the dead place and uh they say goodbye to each other just in case this is the last time. Ethan and Kate and A go down to the sewers where instead of walking on the dry path on either side of the water, they decide to trudge through these disgusting shit water. Yeah, dogs are nasty. What are you going to do? Uh, the, the the gang finds a room of rats and all these hanging bodies that they've collected for feeding. Suitably and, creepy. Yep. In the main room, they greet Dr. Acula and they're surrounded by all the other vampires and he gives them a chance to leave because Vanessa wants them to be alive. And he says, well, before we go, you have to tell me why you turned Mina. And he says it was only to have or only to bring Vanessa to him and nothing more. And so uh, then they start kicking ass. Dr. Acula dodges bullets in a pretty sweet way. Uh, what did you think about this fight scene? It was good and had, like, the last 15 minutes of the episode been something other than Vanessa essentially committing assisted suicide, it would have been... I mean, it's a cool scene. Like, Catriona's whipping ass, and Malcolm's whipping ass, and even Dr. Seward's whipping ass, and Frankenstein's not trying to embarrass himself too much, and... Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, it was good, good old-fashioned, uh, fairly mindless violence. Yeah, uh, and and Ethan are doing the same in the sewers, just just kicking ass. And then they bust through the floor, and they all continue to kick ass together. Uh, Dr. Acula comes down to take them all on, and uh, they serve as a distraction while Ethan sneaks past to find Vanessa. Um... Why did he need to be a wolf to shoot her? He didn't need to be a wolf. He wasn't a wolf. Yep, exactly. I just don't understand why him being the lupus day was required at all. I'm sure. Besides the semi-street sure, fight the day before. I'm sure if we had gotten another season, there may have been a satisfying answer. Or maybe, okay. again, this could be John Logan's fault. He wrote himself in the corner where none of this stuff made sense. And to try to bring it together to some kind of closure was an effort in futility. I don't know, but it sure none of none of this stuff so far has le- has been worth the build up of the previous two seasons and this one. So she says she is alone and cursed, and uh, 
she's she's gonna not ask him to kill him to kill her wink um so so with a kiss they say the lord's prayer and he shoots her in a place that could have been survivable or a very slow painful death i just don't think that was a great place yeah shoot her fucking in the bottom in, in the, the bottom heart. of her lungs or through her liver yes. or something like that's not cool and the other thing is you know, I, I said this before during the other thing about therapy. The the I don't know what this show, how this show feels about mental illness because to the extent that I don't think even think it's a metaphor anymore because uh, they've explicitly said that you know Vanessa's suffering from clinical depression and like some some real mental issues. Like if the pain gets too much, you can just kill yourself. This is a very strong woman who's beat everything that's come before her. She fucking threw Satan and Lucifer and 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 Dracula out of her own mind when she was locked up in a mental institution. And now, because Doctor Acula left a hickey on her neck, she just can't go on. I don't know that I agree with any of these messages and what it says about the character Vanessa. Like, I mean, it happens or so whatever, but I don't like mm-hmm. it. I don't like it at all. That's fair. So Dr. Acula is very close to killing Malcolm as everyone's starting to, to rouse. And Ethan brings out her body and Dr. Acula just fucks off forever. He just literally exits stage right. Just boom, he's gone. There's no comfort. There's no words. There's no nope. anger. There's Nothing. no sadness. It's just, well, guess I'll wait another couple hundred years for her to manifest herself again. <laughs> Uh, and the air clears. This is a really cool shot of them all looking up at the sun, where they're all they're all bloody and beaten, but but triumphant and sad. And mm-hmm. I thought that was good. Also, now that the Wolf of God has fulfilled his duties, is he going to live a long life of every twenty eight days murdering random people? Yep. Does he kill himself? I mean, Ethan's got the better claim to not be not continue living because he's a danger he's a danger to himself and others i'm pretty sure he had a plan before where he chained himself up when we first met him he was chained up during his wolf phase he and malcolm will figure out some sort of solution maybe his electric heroin so it cures all your ills (laughs) yep so the streets are being cleaned up and they have a nice sit by the fire before they part ways and uh Ethan and Frankenstein have an awkward bro hug. Uh, Ethan goes to Vanessa's room and just sits there for hours and Malcolm finds him and and they say, what now? Malcolm says that this more than ever is a time when he would want to run away, but he's not going to do that and he's going to find himself. And Ethan says that you are my only family now, so they're going to stay together. Any thoughts about that? No, not really. Because it, it, it did feel like I don't know what I was supposed to feel. Like, as we mentioned in the previous episode, Ethan remembering that he was madly in love and his destiny to be with Vanessa seemed weird in light of his torrid affair with the de- the devil's wife and, and Hecate. Mm-hmm. And then he finds her and she says, hey, I want to die. And instead of being like, you know what? You've been with the, the literal half devil for a few weeks by yourself. And he's clearly, I'm going to try to help you. He's like, yeah, you're right. I'm, let's, let's, let's end this. I, 
I don't know, man. I I don't know. I I that's the thing. Like I I don't know how you you do this better, but I can only see the problems, and I don't see. I I would so I guess I would like to shut up at this point and listen to you say why you love this. Um, and I'm gonna try to open my heart and mind to your truths. Okay, I'm I'm just gonna finish this episode. So they they carry her body out, and uh, John Clare watches from afar as they put her in the hearse, and then they uh, bury her. And he's reciting the William Wordsworth Wordsworth. That's a lot of W's. Poem ode intimations of immortality from recollections of early childhood, uh, which Michelle from the forums found and posted beautifully. And uh, and John Clare kneels at her gravestone and and it's just covered with all these calla lilies and. Can I just say that was an incredibly fast turnaround on a gravestone. Even in today's <laughs> modern standards, you have to wait months to get a gravestone. Oh, they've been working on it since she was a teenager. <laughs> they knew this was, they, they, they yeah. saw this coming. She had it ready to go. But yeah, that was just a great shot. It's left off the decade of her death. Yeah. I mean, like I said, there's not much more I can say other than I think that they did the best with what they had. I think every all the actors and... And but what is that? So how did that make? So how does that make? I guess how did you feel watching the episode? You, you I felt sad. I mean, I'm incredibly, best... incredibly sad and depressed because I'm not going to get it anymore. Mm-hmm. I didn't have, I didn't watch the entire season with it in mind so that this is all I'm going to get. So there was no, there was no preparing for it. But just as, as suddenly as about, death comes, you don't get to prepare. What do you think about John Logan's statement that the reason they didn't market this as the final series is, this season is because they didn't want to spoil it for the fans. They wanted fans to feel mm-hmm. the immediacy and the shock of the loss as if it was a real f- a- event. A uh, that's exactly what happened. But like I said before, I don't think that that's what happened. Okay. It seems like they went into this season with it in mind to set new things up, but 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 got the news halfway through. But I I'm I'm happy. I, I'm satisfied. Not as satisfied as I could have been with a, a complete fourth season. But I'm okay with it. All right. I have a lot of feedbacks that I'm saving for next week's wrap up cast, which we will be releasing on Wednesday. Sometime. Sometime next week. It's coming. Uh, the first one is from Glazebrook Girl. I can see why people feel the ending was rushed and had too many loose ends, but Penny Dreadful was never about answering our, our questions. It never was strongest in plot development. When I think back to my favorite episodes, they are the ones which examine a beautiful facet of the story. The ending was no different. It excelled in giving us an atmosphere and world to enjoy. The shots of the squad rolling through the grim streets of London was pure theater. The candlelight room for Vanessa and Ethan was like something out of a medieval painting. It was evocative like poetry, and just like poetry, it is difficult to parse out completely. You watch it and you feel something even as you struggle to explain why. It has definitely been a unique show and one that has often challenged me. The ending is very Christian, no? Or maybe a, a platonic Christian mashup. At any rate, it makes me think... And there are very few shows that do. Bravo for that. I will miss it. Yeah, I mean, what you say is that like it's an it's an emotional tone poem of a of a show, right? 
makes me feel like it would have been better off left as an unfinished work than mm-hmm. as a slapdash one. But that's my opinion, yo. Yep. Kelly says, I am so sad that this is a series finale and upset that it was not announced before the ending. Wow. Even when Dexter ended, Showtime gave everyone a heads up. Penny Dreadful is never a perfect show, but it was always interesting. There may have been some problems since they were never going to end the series in a normal or conservative fashion, and they sure did not. The ending was like a poem, wasn't it? Poetry isn't very good at wrapping up storylines or giving a concrete answer to things. Poetry delights in ambiguity and leaving an emotional impression. You don't read a poem for plot points. You read a poem for its magical ability to get close to human truth. A poem with meaning will often subvert expectation. I don't think it's coincidence that this season started with poetry and ended with poetry. It was filled with it as well. I actually don't have a problem with Vanessa dying. I felt that her torment was too much for her to bear. I think perhaps she was continually being reincarnated as the mother of evil and hunted throughout time by Dracula and the devil. By accepting God's grace and sacrificing herself, she escaped this torturous cycle. Sounds a bit like Harry Potter because the evil part of Vanessa had to die and that could only happen when self-sacrifice was involved. She couldn't kill herself because suicide is a sin in Christianity, so she needed Ethan to do it. I like the ending because it feels like all of these characters are still out there doing their own thing. Yes, we never got full backstories on many of them, but it didn't seem to matter by the end. They were just joined in a glorious moment by Vanessa and her story. And now they return, changed by what they've seen and done, but we shall not see them because Vanessa was our window to their world. She's gone, so we no longer get a glimpse into their lives. I'm so glad you decided to podcast this final season. I enjoyed all of it. I feel like a rewatch is in order to really understand all of the foreshadowing and arc of Vanessa's story. Thanks again. I agree completely. That's really well said. Yeah, I mean, I don't have, I don't disagree with anything that any of you people, any of you people. What do you mean, you people? All you, you know exactly (laughs) what the fuck I mean. Um, I don't agree, I don't disagree with any of what you people are saying. Uh, I just, I guess, disagree with allowing a, I don't know, I just just don't like uh, having this beautiful kind of poem in with us in a slapdash manner. Like you're right. Like a lot of stuff didn't strictly make sense in Penny dreadful, but, and, and I guess you're right. A lot of the plotting was kind of murky, but I always chalk that up as mystery that was going to eventually going to be revealed in a, in a, in a satisfying end and, and getting a conclusion that made sense and, and put Ethan's wolf of God status in, uh, you know, in context and show that he was uniquely capable of saving Vanessa mm-hmm. and or not even saving Vanessa, of defeating Dracula, um, because that's the other thing. I guess it's kind of a bummer that Vanessa became a character that needed to be saved. I don't, you know, like I, I, I don't disagree. It's just that I feel like that the 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 show in the end is made lesser by the mad dash in the last three episodes to try to give it some kind of closure. Uh, Nathan writes in and says, I feel like Lily should have destroyed Dorian's painting. Not only would it help her empowerment storyline, but it would have been a nice twist on his literary end. Absolutely. That would have been a better way. Right. Um, I'm, I'm real disappointed they brought in characters like Dorian Gray and Dr. Jekyll, but didn't follow their stories to their literary conclusions. 
Even though John Logan said the show was only meant for three seasons, I feel like he's lying, and the characters not meeting their book fate seems proof of that. No, I can agree with that. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I don't believe for a minute that Lily wouldn't come back, and because he <laughs> he did nothing less but then threaten her with the rape of her entire being, the violation of her not just body but mind and soul, mm-hmm. and for her to just be like ta ta for now, nope. Nope. Like, and, and I would have loved it if she didn't even know what she was doing. Like, if she just set his mansion on fire, mm-hmm. not even knowing that the painting in there, and then, you know, it gets burned to death, and I, he could, I don't know, what he, whether he'd like, <laughs> turn into an old man, or he'd turn, like, an Indiana Jones kind of effect, or he'd be like, don't you realize what... I, I don't know. Now I'm writing stupid, penny dreadful fan fiction. Uh-huh. I'm just saying, See, like, I didn't... I'm trying to avoid. The way that they ended it didn't didn't buy it. Uh, okay. I only see that. Here's the thing. is like, I only have to write fan fiction when I feel like what I've seen on the screen doesn't make sense. Like, I guess, you know, I don't need to write fan fiction for the unfinished works of whatever, but. Uh, a Barry writes in, uh, in quotes, the end, uh, say what motherfucker. And then she has an, a fun little typo here, which I think is adorable. So I left it in. Uh, nope, nope, boat, fuck. <laughs> boat, 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 nope, boat, nope, fuck, nope, boat. Uh, not since Rome have I. Have you? Did you watch that show? I watched uh, like the first. Uh, no, not really. It's like Spartacus. Uh, I've seen the first three ago. or four episodes. Not since Rome have I been so let down by a show's ending. Spoiler alert: Julius Caesar gets stabbed to death. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of in disbelief right now by how utterly bleak and unresolved they left it, and not a good bleak like the Nick, but a really unsatisfying bleak. They must have been canceled. Even so, you think they would have written a better ending? Gah! Seriously, what the fuck? Seriously, There's a great comparison to the Nick. Yeah, yeah. Like that's how you. That's how you just leave a yep. story in media. You leave res. it unfinished. Got it. So cool. Can I, can, should I just leave now? Are you done with me? <laughs> no. Or should I just not react to any of these emails now? No, I got it. We're having a disagreement. Uh, so cool. She says, Vanessa and Ethan never got to bang and spent the whole season apart. We will never see the full awesome incarnation of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. After all Vanessa has been through, she could never defeat the evil in herself, nor did we learn why exactly the devil chose her. Plus, she just gave herself over to the devil after three seasons of fighting. Why? The prophecy about Ethan and Vanessa didn't end up making any sense whatsoever. And there was no reason someone else who was not a wolf could have shot her. And on top of everything, Ethan and Vanessa never got to bang? Well, your podcast curse has come home to roost. Good job. You killed the show. I don't know why they didn't try the fuck the pain away option. Yeah, like, sh- obviously, any woman like, with psychosis just needs a good banging. I get it. You don't, you, your life's looking pretty bleak, but have you tried hopping on this? <laughs> I mean, it's just, she did start this season seeming to be in an upward mobility after spending the last seasons being so depressed, so... And, you know, I, fucking, I fucking she... half Satan turned her life around. What if she went full on Ethan? I'm just saying. I'm or, just saying. I mean, or if you're just going to give in to the devil, just enjoy it a little bit. I mean, like that's... move out of the shitty slaughterhouse, which if you have ultimate power and pestilence, then, you know, just t- take over someone's mansion. Live like Dorian Gray. I remember my thought when I saw them standing in that candlelit, I don't know, vivisection room or whatever it was. <laughs> 
Like, God damn, the physical chemistry that these two have. Yeah, and he's just like. Is uh, yeah. amazing. Yeah, and amazing. nope, no, nope, not going to get to see any of that. We were so impressed that we had to immediately Google their heights to, to make sure that it was real. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not. She's, she's, he's like 6'4 and she's 5'4 or something. It's like, yeah. Yeah, but you and I, you and I, we're, we're getting a lot of, uh, we're getting a lot of heat for this. Killing the show. I, feel like, I don't I feel take like this any, is all our I, fault. I, I take this no blame for it. Fault. I take no blame for it. These, this is all of our fault. These things, if, if these things were set in motion way before we even decided to, again, don't buy, don't buy the official narrative. There's no way. <laughs> I w- You know what? I wish I was that powerful. I wish I was that powerful. <laughs> uh, there were some really funny. There were some really funny accusations being thrown around on the forums that nearly had me laughing myself off the treadmill this morning. So congratulations! I sh- killed the not- show. You almost killed me. <laughs> <laughs> are you not going to read any of them? No, I, I am. Oh, okay. These are emails and forums kind of mixed together. Um, Adobo eleven forty eight writes: I love how Victor did doesn't even ask anybody what they're doing. Was he not aware the end of the world was taking place right outside of Bedlam? Even Doctor Jekyll is like, "Oh, I'm going back to my rounds." They don't even realize frogs are clogging up the plumbing or the air is foul. The frogs were in a completely different office space. Um, I guess when you're but busy, rats are running through the streets. Like the implication oh, yeah. is this is happening throughout the city, right? And but you can't leave people locked up and unattended. Maybe not, this, maybe this is the block where the babies are singing by the trash barrels. Yep, there, there you, you go. go. Solve the fucking problem. <laughs> I guess when you're busy violating a woman's very being, you tend to miss a few things. Well, that's 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 here, hot thirsty work. His dudeness says, I actually laughed out loud when Victor came out of the room and just joined the rest of the party with no information. It just struck my funny bone for some reason. Come with us. Well, okay. <laughs> I, I agree. That was pretty hilarious. Battling the forces of evil again? Sure. Like I said, he's always, he's DTF. <laughs> Why not? My my evening just freed up. Uh, Nathan says, I felt sad, but not for the same reason as you, Vanessa, Ethan, Shippers. Oh, shots fired at Aaron over here. Poor Malcolm hasn't even spoken to Vanessa since last season and didn't get to say goodbye. He'd already sacrificed one daughter to save Vanessa, but couldn't get a goodbye to his last family member. Well, he was busy. Oh, he's being, got Ethan, but he yes. was busy being ineffectually choked by the Prince of Darkness. Sure, it's nice that Ethan and Malcolm are moving forward together, but I would have loved to see Malcolm say goodbye, seeing as he couldn't have a proper one for any of his other family members. You know what runs in this family pretty easily is. Uh, being ready to commit suicide at any time. Yeah. Malcolm got bit and he's like, all right, let's end it. That's right. Uh, that said, these episodes were goddamn amazing. Catriona may have only been introduced recently, but man, is she fucking amazing. I'd be on board for a spinoff with her fighting vampires, maybe taking Vanessa's role as Malcolm's advisor. I could get down on taking Timothy Dalton, Josh Hartnett, and whoever this woman is, and spinning off uh, Malcolm, Ethan, Catriona. Yeah. Get, you, get Lyle in there every once in a while. If you told me that by the end of the season, I'd care about Victor or John, John Claraban. <laughs> I'd have said you were crazy. I'm so glad that Victor has decided to become more human and not to isolate himself, i.e. becoming less like his book counterpart. Also, mad also thought it was interesting how- shipping him with Hardigan for literally no reason. Well, I tell you what, though, when he actually looked healthy. Yeah. Like, I, I thought that was phenomenal. That was interesting how, like... Very flesh-toned and healthy they made him look at Vanessa's funeral. 
Yeah. Like gone were the Even two pistols in the snowbank looking eyes. And yeah, he had like, you know, a ruddy complexion. He went out into the coast and worked on his tan. He wanted to look, yeah. he wanted to look fresh he's, he's for the funeral. Clean living for a F better life. For F. Uh, he deserves a strong woman to set him right. Uh, my man JC was not pulling any punches in terms of emotion. I'm so glad that he realized that having this family was... We talking about Jesus Christ? Yes. <laughs> I'm so glad he realized that having his family was not worth them being outcasted like he was. Otherwise, they'd all become just as cold and isolated as Dorian. I wish he'd joined up with the crew after fighting. They could have... or I'm sorry. I wish he'd joined up with the crew after everything. They could have used him in the fighting. Um, even Lily and Dorian's ending felt great. Lily was ready to live her life free of anyone else, including her past and Dorian, except for her daughter. She's holding on to that. And Dorian, by my understanding, will allow her to do that free of him, but will always be there to help her once she gets tired in her age. Um, I did not get that same read. I do wish Lily and Ethan could have met up again i felt so certain that ethan going to find victor would cause everyone to meet up and thus conflict would ensue in the end we got billy piper acting our heart out so i can't complain um yeah ethan and ethan and lily came so close so many times um i swear when they were all walking down the street in formation i was getting some major x3 vibes in a good way a ragtag team of special individuals team up to save their friend. It was Dark Powers, led by Wolfman, who's in love with her. Uh, because this show is... Oh. Because this show and Orange is the New Black... I'm sorry. Between this show and Orange is the New Black, it's been a great time for strong female characters and great female characters. Hashtag Team Dreadful. Hashtag Team Cecily. I left that in there, just for you. I think to you added at. it in there just to prove yourself at. <laughs> Uh, Matt in Boston. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you have anything to say to that? Nope. I think that was all all very. I've been I've been told my my opinion is wanted, and I will I will, if I have a fresh insight, I will flash it out. Those were those were that was a fresh hot take. Matt in Boston says, "So it is over. Everyone is alive except Vanessa, and there are countless stories that were left untold. Much like Festivus, I have a lot of problems with you people, and you are going to hear about them." Frankenstein, how convenient for you to be letting Ethan's dead ex-girlfriend go without making her into a proper lady and into your old friend Sir Malcolm. I'm up for good old-fashioned coincidence, but come on. Uh, Dr. Jekyll may have been the most useless character in the history of scripted television, spends all season with Frankenstein, and all they do is fix. One nameless lunatic? What a waste. Can I get a little fucking Mr. Hyde? Uh, that's Lord Hyde? No, you cannot. No uh. Hyde for you. <laughs> Dr. Malcolm, who knew vampire bites could be cured with a simple burn to the neck? Need I say more? Vampires go from extremely strong to being beaten with sticks by an old man, a drug addict doctor, an old psychiatrist whose only street cred is that she's from New York. Uh, all yeah. these characters walk into a huge den of vampires and walk out pretty much unscathed. The only death, Vanessa at the hands of Ethan, a nameless vampire, a nameless faceless vampires, none of which are named Dr. Acula. Dr. Acula could have killed Ethan and everyone over and over, but instead was happy to throw everyone onto the countless wooden tables that seem to inhabit every street in London. But luckily the season ends and we have no idea where he went. No reason to kill him off either, I suppose. I'm pretty sure the reason he kept them all mostly alive is because Vanessa explicitly said that she wanted them alive. 
Yeah, but then when Vanessa's dead, killing them in a rage seemed like it'd be, you know, something that the Prince of Darkness would do. Prince of Darkness does not cry in front of other people. He had to recuse himself so that he could mourn. He's what was the Terry Pritchard to have? <laughs> it was it, he had the devil's bro- like half brother was Philip, the Lord of Insufficient Light. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's all I. Oh. This this guy's Philip. He's not. Yeah. He's not Doctor Acula. Yeah. So. Uh, Dr. Acula was waiting in the graveyard. So after John Clare, you know, snuck up and mourned and then left, then Dr. Acula came around. Yeah. It was his turn. John Clare, only decent end to the story, even though he did cry more over Vanessa than his own son. Again, <laughs> he knew that was coming. You just have time to prepare. Sure. Yeah. Um, overall, it was horrible and had all the feel of them thinking the show would go on, but had no choice to end it with the limited scenes they had prepared for a completely different story trajectory. Maybe I am crazy and you will convince me otherwise, but it ended with a lot of dry pie. <laughs> yeah. Dry, um, crusty pie. P.S. I hear a lot about this dry pie on the Bald Move podcast, and I'm not sure what it means or if I used it correctly here, but it doesn't make sense and ruins. But if it doesn't make sense and ruins what could have been a great rant, I think it fits beautifully with how I feel about Penny Dreadful. <laughs> Oh, so you can understand why I was laughing so hard this morning. There's much and more of this and um, our feelings. I have, I do have a lot of gripes that I'm reserving because, again, I just I'm mostly sad, but I am I'm fine with how the final episode went. And uh well, yeah, we'll have a wrap-up cast to discuss all these things, so make sure to send in all of your final thoughts. Um, I'll s- Should I start a wrap-up thread on uh, the forums? If you want. So you're you're the feedback person. That's your, your call to make. Uh, I think that I will. I think that I will. I'll start a, I'll start a separate wrap-up thread this evening, and if you have anything that you want to share... I'll also include any all of the feedbacks that weren't included in this episode. Um, that's forums.baldmove.com and pennyearful at baldmove.com if you want to email us. Uh, do you have anything else? Uh, nope. It's a bummer all around. Wish we'd gotten a proper end for the series, but, you know, not going to. And move forward. Move forward with my life. <laughs> just like Dr. Acula. You're just going to fuck off? Yep, I'm just going to exit st- studio left. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, thank you, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>